Welcome everyone to Big Final Podcasts. And this week we have Mike Snow. What's good, my man? Oh. Hey, it's good, it's good. Uh, so good to have you, my man. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. Uh, like just bumping into you and then uh yeah, having you on here. And um, yeah, but to kick things off, my bro, how's everything going? Yeah, it's going great, man. You know, we just did the Phoenix Summit last week, which we were there at, which is great. Um, got some dope things coming for live and direct. Um, right now, I'm actually mixing K Trilla's album, who's going to be the first artist to come out on Lifestyle Music, which is what we came here for. So, yeah, that should be out soon. His videos about to drop soon. So, yeah, I'm excited about things going well. Uh, uh, awesome. Exciting. Yeah, man. Uh, like, I, I, I just, I was just like so amazed at like how you, um, yeah, like, are you working? Like, when we, when we caught up, it was like, really inspiring as well like seeing you on fruity loops and like oh you're my friends too but um yeah you'll yeah, we'll be talking more about fruity loops uh soon for sure but uh yes yeah, the it's the uh it's the go-to i think if you're fl it's it's like you're 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 done man you're fl <laughs> i started making beats actually on garage man and then and then i found fl and i was like sampling on fl now like learned ableton and then Logic too, but not, then I ended up going back to Falcon. It was like it's it's really the best dog in my opinion for for production, like for my produced for engineering. I use Pro Tools, but that beats I felt more sad. Harder, harder. But yeah, man, let's 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 take it back. Um, so for you, my man, growing up, uh, was there a moment where you knew you were keen to do music, or was there like um, music in the family? What were your earliest memories of music, my bro? I had the music for my family, but I didn't really grow up around it. Like my dad was DJ in the night. Like he was an house DJ. But by my aunt, she, like uh, she's like in the music business side. Like she had worked at Sony. Uh, she actually was uh, Ja Rule's. Uh, she worked for Murder Inc. doing uh, marketing back in the day. So she would like get them all the magazines and shit. But I didn't really grow up around that because I, I grew up with my mom. Not my dad. So um, my first like really encounter with music was in the third grade. I was maybe what like it's fucking eight or seven. I can't and or, yeah, I'm not sure. Somewhere around that age, uh, I went to the school called. I'm from New York. I went to Bronx Charter School for the Arts, and uh, my my teacher, like my main teacher he was Jamaican and he used to play in the West African drum called Djembe and he would like he would just have it in the classroom and like he would just teach us like at the end of like as an incentive he'd be like you know if we're good he'll let us play the drums and I just remember like most kids are just like banging like around and like I had I just had like a innate sense of like rhythm and I just really like gravitated towards it and then after that, I just started learning a bunch of instruments. Like I learned piano, like briefly, but then my mom got pregnant and took me out of piano classes. <laughs> but um, I learned the trumpet, which was like my main instrument up through school. Like I played that all the way up until like 12th grade. And um, yeah, and then I guess my second, when I knew that it was going to be a job was high school. It was on, because I started making beats on the like I said, like just fucking around. And then just shit. And then um, I moved from New York City to like suburbs. So 
that one day I just stumbled across like my, my school had a music lab and there was like all these keyboards and shit. I was like, oh, fuck, I got, I'm gonna get out of band. So I signed up for a band and then I started producing just for fun. And then, and then, yeah, bro, like I started making friends based off of that. The people were like my house, which is right across the street from the high school. So like the core right. music. And then I was doing that for fun. And then I got an internship by the studio. Luckily in high school, like it's there. So, but I got an internship and I was like, wait, this is a job that I can like make money from? Like, yeah, I'm doing this. And yeah, I still have this. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. I, I just, I just think it's so like important. Like when there's like one little bit of music in school, um, like that it's still there, you know, like even when you don't take music as a subject, for me, I didn't think it was a subject, but that there was that one friend or that one like instrument, like you said, um, just something that kind of makes you realize like it's bigger than just uh, a subject that's like you can actually like go home after school and like explore so much yourself. So it's, it's a really cool hearing about that, bro, and like getting started on Garage Band. Like I know a lot of Kiwis here, we, we come from the same like upbringing of having those Macs in the school, in the class, and then Garage Band mess around and say, and it's immediate, you know? <laughs> but yeah yeah kind of moving on to uh yeah like like carrying on from where we left off so you you managed to get an internship or your high school which is really awesome like you said and um what was what was the sort of internship all about like um yeah was that sort of beginning to get more into like production or was that like a mix of different things what, what was that all about my introduction like before that i was just I used to use this program called Cool Edit Pro because I didn't have a Mac at home. I had a Windows computer. So like, I would search like how to mix on Cool Edit because that's the only program I could get for free on, on my mom's computer. And um, I would just like, I I, went, I got the internship and I'm at the studio and they're using Pro Tools. That was my first time seeing Pro Tools. And I was like, just, I was, at first I would just kind of watch the studio owner was also an engineer, so I was just like kind of be just like cleaning stuff up and just like doing whatever. And then when he would st he would step out to the bathroom, he would like let use the board. So I would like when he went to the bathroom, I would go and I would use the stuff that I learned on Cool Edit Pro. Because the thing with Cool Edit Pro is like on Pro Tools, you can have like your channels and you could put your plugins in, but on Cool Edit Pro. There was no channel, so all you had you had to highlight the audio, and then you had to permanently put everything in there. So like you have to like it, and then render it. Then you have to EQ it, render it, DS render it. Wow. That's. But I had did a cool edit, and I just put it on tools like while he was in the bathroom, because this guy would like record them with nothing. Like he would just record them, just no plugins. Wow. I'm like, nah. I had to do something, so I would just like real quick while you in the bathroom, I'd do it. And then we come in, I sit back down, and then the client would come out, like, yo, it sounds way better. That <laughs> <laughs> I engineered the sessions. So that, and yeah, I was like, like a little, they would, he would pay me like a little bit, like maybe like 20 bucks or some shit for like the whole day. Wow. And then, um, yeah, bro, so that's really where I learned like how to, how to work industry artists. Oh, it's such a valuable opportunity, like, and so cool that you had like this almost discipline of having to print things in, like, in stone and and cool. I can just imagine like how much you had to like think it through, especially as a kid on like a computer. You don't always have like the most 
like much like processing power. It's, it's cool when you kind of use your limitations become the one thing that helps you like as a street like you said, you know? Straight up. I like it would crash all the time. Like I would be distraught, bro. Like, I would be <laughs> depressed. I would work on this hours and then it would just crash. So to work on a Mac finally it was amazing. And I'm like, wait, you can just save it and reopen it. It's just like what? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Oh man, we gotta we gotta carry on. Like I I think this has been one of the coolest like journeys, just hearing like starting off with something like cool edit. But um yeah, a lot of people usually start off like GarageBand, FL Studio. So cool. Um, because I always saw cool edit growing up, but I like I, I only ever use like in terms of different software. Have you had a Mixcraft? Mixcraft. Yeah, I used yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used that for making mashups. Yeah. yeah. I had Mixcraft, but I didn't really like it that much. Like, cause it kind of was like fake GarageBand in a way. Mm. But like, I didn't really like it. A cool edit. I don't know. To me, it was just it was just easier like to make things sound cleaner. Cause like also like I like this denoiser because my like. I, I I would be recording with the window open. You can hear cars and all this shit. Like, mm. you know, really noisy. Uh, so, yeah, that's a good. Oh, that's 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 cool. Well, yeah, man. Sort of moving on after the internship. Um, was there like uh something big that happened for you? Um, like sort of after that time, or what was like the next steps for you? Because uh, you. You, you ended up studying, which is quite cool, but we'll go into that. But um, yeah, was this sort of like a moment where you thought, oh yeah, I can take this a bit further? Was was there a big moment? Or? Well, like I had told, like obviously my, my mom that like to do music and stuff, uh, but she has like two degrees. Like she has like a master's degree and associate's degree. So she was like, you should go to college. But all the colleges that offer like music, production i didn't have my grades weren't like i was smart but like i just hated doing homework so i would get shitty grades yeah ace all my tests and i never did any homework so i would get like 70s just because i i like i barely passed because of my tech because of my tech scores but uh, i ended up going to like community college for a while um could all the colleges like like it was like what like full sale there was like a couple of colleges that were super expensive that my family couldn't afford so i went to community college and uh i did like the only thing that kept me in college i was only in college for like a year and a half um the only thing that kept me was uh they had like a radio bro they had a radio club or like that broadcast in that county so i was uh had my own show for, for a while because i was a dj but then, like, I, I didn't go to class. Like, I fucking hated school so much. So I just, I literally just worked out. Um, and then I told my mom, I was like, you know, like, I want to go to audio engineering school. There's this school downtown that I think would be closed. They have SAE here. There was SAE, and then there was IAR. I wanted to go to IAR. So um, I convinced my dad to go half of my mom to pay for it. So, like, I'm so grateful for that. Wow. So I did that. And it's funny because like I have, I don't feel like I learned a lot until like the last semester when we started to learn like mastering and stuff. I mean, I learned a bunch of stuff that like we'll never use now. Like I learned like soldering and like how to make cables and microphones and all this. Yeah. 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 Proper engineering. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh, like live sound and shit. 
But then that was my first time. Like we had like a nice studio there, so that was like my first time with like a, a full SSL board and like the whole line, and like recording like a full band. And then after that, I um, I did like a sound for like for a little bit, um, but I fucking hated it because I'm like I like to create. I don't enjoy just sitting there like it's not my thing. So um, did that for a while, and I kept. I tried to get internships at like the biggest studios in the earth, like Quad Studios, like the number one studio. They declined me because they asked me. Well, I killed the interview, but then they they asked me, "Oh, where do you see yourself like in the next like ten to fifteen years?" I was like, "I see myself being the biggest producer in the world." So because I said that, they didn't take me because they were like they didn't want me to be in there trying to give beats to all the artists and shit. So I was. <laughs> But I, but I was like, you know what, fucker, I'm just going to find any studio I could possibly find. So I found, like, a studio in the Bronx called BBE Studios. It was, like, in the hood. It was, like, like not really the best studio, but that was the first time I actually was getting paid to, like, engineer, which is great. And then I started, um, I was getting $10 an hour. And I would, like, do, like, at least 10 to 12 hours every day, literally. I would just stay in the studio all day. And then eventually that studio became too much for me because it was just unprofessional. And literally I'm having a session one day and the lights go out. Like the power just shuts off the little session on wow. And I call on Instagram, the owner is at the strip club. I'm like, bro, strip club throwing money, but you can't even pay the bill. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh. I quit and then I went to this studio in Harlem. And then that's like when like like I got to work with I started working with like the top artists and like a lot of the artists that I, that I worked came there and a lot of them ended up being like like my boy Young Zay he was like out he's in JR right now freedom but like he became like top like underground artists in New York at the time I met Dizzy Banco who like he and my he's my favorite producer because like he has the craziest work ethic he's the, the top producer in, in New York City. And I've been knowing that since back. And like fast forward, like the dude has like places that like, you know, Pop Smoke's album, like his last album, and he's got like all types of all types of people. But um so then through that, like I started working with like, this guy Vino. And then Vino ended up being on like a high 97, high on five one. And then I, at one point I had like five records that would be played on the radio. And I met Neek Bucks. Nick Bucks, I did his like whole album, his own, what was it, El Barrio? Did that whole album with him. And right now, I think, I mean, he's like working with like Hitmaker, Two Chains, like all types of people. So, and then I just reached a point where I was just like, fuck, like I was doing these showcases and open mics and showcases and then I'm in the studio. But then I felt like, damn, like I did all I can do in New York. Like it's only like, every, it's, there's some singers, but it's mostly just rap music, and it's just like I don't know. It's like I just got tired of it, so started to look for other opportunities. And uh, this guy, story my boy story, he hit me up. It's funny because at the time I didn't even know him, but he went to my high school, and he um, he was just watching me on Instagram, and he's like, "Hey, bro, like I've been watching you on Instagram for like a year. Like I see you work really hard. I'm out here in LA." Um, I could possibly get you a job working at Atlantic Records, but like you have to live here. 
So I was just like, fuck you. Like literally just, I never saved money. I saved literally a thousand dollars and then I bought his flight, which was like 200. And like three weeks later, I was in LA. At the time I was supposed to stay with this girl, but she ended up being pregnant. So I was like, yeah, yeah. It's like, what do I get? <laughs> so, uh, and uh, what a, this guy I had met, I really loud. Um, he let me crash on his couch. So I, I did the interview and then like two weeks later, I ended up getting the job and then working there for a while. And that was crazy because it's like completely different than New York culture. Like in New York, people write, people like they write at home and then they come to the studio and then they they have to one take. Like if they don't get, if yeah. they record bars and they messed up the last line, they're like, all right, move time. Yeah, you do it there, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. LA was different. Like they wouldn't even come to the studio. They would. They don't know what beat they're going to do. They don't know what vibe they're going to do. They have no idea. They just go through beats. They get the beat, and then they start jib, like singing gibberish. Mm. And then they'll get these melodies, and then they'll put them in order. And then then they'll write some gibberish after they pick the melody that they like. So that way, and I was dope because that's how I learned just how to songwrite was mm. doing that. But then, uh, it was weird because in New York, I do a session, and then I get paid at the end of the session. Not with the not with the record label. <laughs> a month and the payment is always late. And at this time, I was already making like twenty an hour in New York. And then I go over here, I'm only making twelve dollars an hour. But the fucking checks are always late, right. and like I was literally poor as hell. So uh, it was like maybe for the first two months because they have to put me the system. Mm -hmm. So I'm like lit. Still, when people say. Down the fridge and shit, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> proper, proper, like, man, like, you know, you just in that proper zone of like, hey, you know, this was all uh, God's plan. You know, like, you know, you, you sometimes you have to catch yourself out and say, hey, um, I, you know, I don't know exactly what's happening here, but I know, I know I'm just going to tough it out. And, 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 and sometimes you just got to, like, be confident enough to do that, do that fridge run, you know? <laughs> Right now, like I'm sorry, man. Like, thank you for the sound. But I would count. I'm like, it's been two days. No one's like, all right, fuck it. I'm taking it. Yeah, yeah, it's it. Like, oh, the amount of times you end up realizing, like, where there's a will, there's a way. You know, that's that's. I got my own stories on uh on food that people would know about. <laughs> but uh, it's it's amazing when you can make those ends meet and like in a way where you realize it's. It's it's like worth the journey, eh? And and it's really cool to hear. It's real like just you just sharing that. It's like I know a lot of people even in New Zealand would kind of relate at different seasons and times. Um, yeah, yeah. But man, like that's so cool. I mean, I got um I got so much like things in my head just thinking about like these experiences you had, especially with the songwriting and how you picked that up, just seeing how they work there. Um, yeah, because I I learned a little bit about it with um like when we had po sick, sick drums on the podcast and it was like wow like that was like him like representing New Zealand and 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 seeing that and um but yeah kind of that's that's a cool segue in terms of you being here um yeah like how have you found it um and yeah have you sort of seen anything similar uh what anything different uh with how we sort of do beats and um yeah been been any highlights I guess so far my bro yeah I mean, it's definitely some similar, I mean, similarities, but it is kind of different. Like, the, like not to say 
feeling but the work ethic is just way different like and like in la it's like you're in the studio all day literally like people do 10-hour sessions on the regular and, and they'll do like five songs or like you know on, on, probably like on a good day but at least two at least do three songs like here it's just like the work ethic is way slower like people are happy but um not like people are like really talented. Like I, I did a session with Kings um, last week. He, he's dope as hell. You know, he he's an interesting artist because he's so versatile. It's like and the stuff that he has out, it doesn't compare it to the stuff that he has about to drop. It's like, wow. it's like bro, he's about to drop some fire. And um, uh, we we also have our own podcast too. So we like we talk to Metal Thumbs and he was describing how. The difference between when he got to LA, he realized how different the time is over there. Cause it's like one thing about LA is like people move there to make it in the industry. So they all they all like they're like, bro, like they have nothing. If, they, if this doesn't work, they have nothing else. Mm. But people different because you know, you guys have to live your lives and you have to have other jobs and you know, do other things. So but dope, like Sunny, that's been another waves that's been highlight like he his work I think matches up like yeah. that man make five beats a day and they're all fire it's, uh, yeah. it's cool because he's got a like we hit on the podcast and it was cool hearing more about the story and I really got to understand him properly but like he he actually moved to Auckland in the same way you sort of moved to LA where like um yeah he wasn't ashamed of like what he had to do and he got to share that on the podcast too and it, that was cool I I relate in some ways um some of the things I've done like um and it is yeah you just you, you can't have too much shame about like I, I've slept in a few cars like people know like there's 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 we all have something we've got to do eh? and it's like they've sacrificed I think it's such a universal um topic and like you can never talk about it enough because it, it like grounds us in a way where like it keeps us um like on a good path where we actually take the good from the past and then also like embrace the future sort of thing you know mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, man, it's been dope. Like, it's been a great experience. You know, um, one thing that's that's amazing about New Zealand is like how you guys, you guys like like stuff from like obviously there's a lot of influence from the United States, but then there's also like influence from the UK. Then there's like then you guys love reggae, then you guys love DMB, then you love house. Yeah. So there's like these different types of things you could go and grab inspiration from. Like I went to one of these festivals. I can't remember. Like. The name of it. it was my first time hearing drum and bass live. Like, I always heard it, I'm like, yeah, it's not even my thing. But once you see it in person, it's like, oh, this shit's crazy. Like, not like they're on the regular. Mm-hmm. It was like great for inspiration. And even like the, like, you guys, the instrumental music that you have for me is amazing too. So, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah, we had some amazing, like, bass artists um, in the last, I'd say, four or five years. It's like really risen. Like it, it, it was rising before the first lockdown, the second one. But like after that, it really ri- rose up in terms of like, like a bunch of kids had nothing better to do, like being at home. And it was such a like, yeah, just tangible thing. Pick it up. And um, yeah, what I like the most about it is yeah, like you said, New Zealand having like uh, you like a mixed thing. You can sort of do something you like, and there's definitely gonna be someone out there. Um, but yeah, that's 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 awesome, bro. Well. Man, it takes us to like a, a cool part, man. Like, 
um we've we've shared some of the story and uh yeah like it, even hearing more of it um at the phoenix um place was awesome but yeah um for for you sort of um looking back was there sort of like any big highlights in terms of us working with um this is like a cool time to just share those those wins bro and and, and help inspire other peeps coming up um what would have been some of your biggest like sort of milestones to date my bro oh shit well definitely Kanye. i was like i think at the film summit like he was my favorite artist growing up like ever since 2007 he's one of my favorite artists so like I've always that's always been like a goal of my own sword kind of so like to be able to like meet him through Tiana Taylor who like Tiana was the one that put me on with everything so like she introduced me to him so to be able to work with him like on multiple occasions I think like that was amazing and when, like I found myself in his house which was fucking insane you know I made minute bedroom playing him a song I made you know that was crazy um and then then working with Tiana on her second album that I did with her, that was the craziest journey because we got to work with all like the, the top of the top. Like Pharrell, the Pharrell session was crazy. I got to meet Pharrell and Chad. Incredible. That, and like working with Timberland, work, Diddy, the Hitmaker, like you get to see like one thing that I learned working with her is like the art of collaboration. Like, we have like new producers and like just like guys that really don't really leave their bedroom they just think that they have to do everything themselves and it's like when you go and you guys you realize that the more successful you get the less you actually do it's more about putting people together and knowing what knowing what sound you want and creating it it's like you gotta put your egos to the side it's like yeah i can boom and type in midi or I could call somebody that's really good at the guitar and be like, hey, can you make something that sounds like this? It's way better, you know? Yeah, so. yeah. Wow. It's it's because we get sometimes we get focused on the final product. We forget about the fact that it's supposed to be like the experience making the product, you know, like and I mean like the product isn't like men that like the finished thing, you know, like the project, the thing that really like makes you realize like if if you've got a like an amazing come up like of all these people around you and they all had this experience with you, I think it's just like it just makes all the difference, eh? Exactly. I think yeah, exactly. I think you gotta focus. Like, people producers gotta stop producing for other producers. Like no one when you when people listen to the radio, they don't think, hey, I wonder if you played that. I wonder if you use a, a loop or a sample. Like, well, they don't give a fuck. They just can't. They just about is this song fire or not that's like the main thing like really like being a, like producing is my passion you know like i went through a phase where i was like all right i'm over engineering like i'm just gonna be a producer but now i've kind of realized that it's kind of like my duty and i have a that's kind of a gift with this i don't i have to use it yeah. and it, it benefits me when it comes to producing too because now i can be in the hidden make a beat i can have called you i can make sure that i can do all of it Wow, it's so cool. It's it. That's it. Like from all your experiences, I can hear how it's transitioned in. So you can, you everyone knows how to slot themselves in with different people, and it all it all makes sense in a way. Um, that's really cool. But like, yeah, man, that let that's a really cool point. Um, just speaking on that, like, it, like we talk about gems on the podcast. That's a gem. Like being able to know when you produce that. Um, yeah, like really, like, um. You get 
to a point where you, you can either keep reinventing the wheel or you can start like having that confidence in yourself to know, yo, like, um, like I'm, I don't need to make like beats like other producers, like, or with the mindset of, oh, what's this guy produce? Like getting real technical. Yeah. There's a, a time and place for technicality, I think, especially when you're learning, but, um, yeah, sometimes you just got to reinvent and, and remember like, you know, the ball keeps rolling, you know? Mm. People gotta realize, like, like this is always a thing in the producer community, the whole situation. But it's like, bro, well, how did hip hop begin? Like, hip hop literally started by somebody taking a James Brown song and looping the drum, and somebody rapping on it, and like that's literally what hip hop is: just taking things from places and putting them together to make like collage or That's literally what hip hop is. You have to realize that. Stop. Have, stop having an ego when it comes to produce or just make fire no matter how you make it. So, that's, so, that's so cool and man you touched on that um yeah the origins like because yeah it's it's just actually really cool that um you had the dj too and i i actually got a lot into the production through djing but uh we were, we were obviously finding out about serato more from um sam yeah. was there that was that was cool that was like the big thing I wanted to go to and see because I the moment I found out about Serato being made in New Zealand I just told everyone and a lot of people were like hey really like no nah, no nah. and I said yes <laughs> and then I'd click on the settings to, on the top right corner and then right at the bottom there was like made in New Zealand I'm like yes yeah, so um, yeah yeah that's probably our biggest biggest thing to be honest bro like it's our big one man I don't even know it like that's probably <laughs> Is the thing that New Zealand changed the world with, but Serato really, um, you know, changed the industry. Yeah, that is so, so good. Well, yeah, on the topic of gyms, man, um, yes, it's definitely just um, a time where, man, if you got any other, like, yeah, things where it would just be general tips or, uh, yeah, words of encouragement, uh, especially for people, I guess, who are um, really, like, yeah, just just finding themselves engineering one or another, especially how you got into it. Um, myself included, I'm looking at, at, at going to SAE, but um, that's probably our, our big one here in New Zealand. But um, yeah, like in terms of the experiences you got out of um, studying and, and what you got out of there, um, yeah, would you would you say would like be something you would recommend? Like, what's some sort of um, yeah things maybe for people out there looking to get into it? Maybe from both producing and engineering sides. Like, probably not a popular statement, but fuck school, bro. Because like I went to school, yeah, it did teach me a lot, but I learned more for by being in the studio and learning from and like even YouTube, like, even Instagram. Like I follow all these producer pages that I learned all these after studio hacks and things. Like we live in an age where you can self-educate, and all the time you can spend in school, if you spend that learning under somebody, being an intern, for don't be not being afraid to clean a toilet or two and just being in the studio with people that have done it. It's kind of, that's kind of difficult in New Zealand, but you know, like there's people that come around, like, even like me, like at the Phoenix Summit, who one of the bartenders came up to me, he was like, I, I actually hit up about him yesterday. I actually bought the few for him. Mm. He, um, yeah, he was just like, hey, man, like, I'm a big fan of your work and like I would love to like just be in the studio with you like anything you need if you need a brother like I'll go in the store for you I'll fucking 
set up wires, cables, whatever you need to do. Like, you know, if you, if you're down to like mental health and then I'm always open for that, you know, cause one thing that you can't learn is art and drive. So if you have that and actually like use that and don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, a lot of people just want to, their room, they making beats and they want to send them out and they're scared to steal them or they want to get paid immediately. It's like, but you're going to have to do free work. You're going to have to send, do a couple free beats, but it's all about developing relationships, you know, because it's way more rewarding when you come up. Even like with a, a new artist, like out here, like I didn't really go straight to working with try to work with all the big artists. Like that kind of just like really happened organically, just by me by me big. I really focused the majority of my time working with new artists such as Kate Trello. Yeah. Like, you know, and people that I believe in. You know, my boy Abdul. You know, like him through that I might I've got to meet you. You're gonna get opportunities, but it's all really it's about it's nothing you can't learn experience. That's not to discourage you. If you want to go to SAE, then do it. You know what I'm Mm, saying? It's not a complete loss, Mm. but I think there's other ways as well. Definitely. Oh, that's cool. I know a lot of people tune in will really enjoy like hearing that as a reinforcement too, because yeah, like we're in a we're in a pivotal place in the world where we're we're breaking away from like traditions that have just like tried to stay like clinging on. And then some like to have something in the world that like pushes forward uh, the digital way of like doing things like hard and in a way we can still keep the heart too like you said like um nothing beats being able to um take the best sides of digital but also take the best sides of being like in the room like literally in the room so um now i think there's some really really awesome advice right like i know a lot of kiwis will appreciate it, but um yeah it's cool man like um i keep Beginning, like, how long are you here for? You're not like you're pretty much on your way out. Um, later on the CRA, yeah, I'm leaving in May. Uh, like, not the first week of May, but I'll be back in September or October. I'm doing rhythm and violence, and then we're gonna do another Phoenix, another Phoenix summer. So, oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I've really enjoyed like the live and direct, the whole aura of it, you know, like especially the, the the talk at the end um and and Faris for me I'm, I'm looking for I'm going to get him on the podcast too because we go back a little bit on my old Facebook and um it's it's, it's really cool just seeing um Kess where um they've been able to like show what can happen when you just connect someone with someone you know yeah Faris for me is the reason I'm here I always tell everybody that and my opinion I'd say, but I think he's the most talented artist in the world, straight up. Like, nobody has the sound. Like, even if you listen to stuff he has up now, um, which was like probably like a year old, which was like mild ahead of everybody. That's not, no disrespect to everybody. But I just think that he's amazing. Yeah, yeah, what you thought. All right, that's it, man. Um, I can't wait to just continue uh, yeah, sharing these awesome journeys and in, Cordial. In and I just thank you again for your time, my man. It's been awesome. Um, and yeah, we just, yeah, we just sort of like, we're right behind, you know, live and direct and, and, and really, um, just behind you as well, bro. But, um, yeah, yeah, really, um, really, really blessed to have you. Um, man, apart from that, any, um, any little plugs or just keep, uh, keep looking out for all the new things you're dropping. Yeah. We're live and coming out at the end of this month. It's called Don't Dare Artist, featuring Marcus Gates. 
that will be out uh, at the top of the next month, May 1st. And yeah, we got our album, Blue Moon, coming out soon. We got a podcast, iHeartRadio, coming out soon. And we got some new live direct episodes coming out at the end, uh, somewhere in, in May. So, yeah, man. Oh, oh and uh, our YBG dropping. We got Paris uh, Awesome. Awesome. Well, yeah. Well, awesome. But the final is our Beat Final podcast uh, with Mike Snell. Thank you so much for all your love and support helping us get this far. And yeah, feel free to share this episode uh, with a friend uh, or anyone. And of course, continue to stay tuned for more Beat Final podcasts. Uh, stay, stay high. Yeah, look forward to the old merch and, and all the cool things that got in the way. And of course, check out your live direct your podcast and all the cool things that got going too. Uh, but from us, have a blessed one. Peace and love, partner. Cheers. Brother. <laughs>